0: Welcome back to Bellhaven Diamond Talk. We apologize uh, for the restart there. Had some audio quality issues, but uh, we are back live. Uh, we're talking to head coach Kevin Griffin of the Belhaven softball team. And, Coach, we'll just rewind a little bit because I know that there was some audio modulation. Uh, we started off 2-0 start to the season. You swept sitting there yesterday in your doubleheader. Uh, I know that's a big way to start the year, uh, picking up a couple of wins. You are supposed to play these games on Saturday. You had to wait a couple extra days. Um, but starting off the year uh, with a couple of Ws, I know. It, is really a dream way to start it up and, and to get the performances you did across the board was just a really big day for you all yesterday.
1: Yeah, we hated not to be able to play on Saturday because uh, everyone was looking forward to being in the new facility. And we had to push it to Tuesday, but a good start to the season. is a good team. And we came out and we're clicking in all cylinders, both offensively and defensively. And it was definitely a good day yesterday.
0: We talked a little bit about uh, before we had to uh, drop out and come back in. We talked about Kennedy Carruth. She had a great day, started game one. She's going to obviously be uh, the workhorse in the circle for y'all again this season. Uh, Complete game shutout, struck out nine, allowed just a couple of hits. I believe three base runners on the day, and two of those were erased on the base pads. Uh, expectations for her continue to go up year after year. And uh, obviously people have a book on her now. She's been in your program for a few seasons. Uh, But she continues to deliver. And and pitching against Centenary, first game of the season, you know, she's not in mid-season form yet. And then she goes out and delivers uh, that kind of performance. What can you say about Kennedy just being able to to do that year after year, game after game, when people – it's not a surprise anymore. People know who she is and and Mm -hmm. she continues to deliver.
1: Yeah, with her being a a graduate player – and in her sixth year of college experience uh, because of getting the two years of COVID back, people are going to know a lot about Kennedy, but the thing that, that I love about her is she's been willing to even continue to add more pitches as she goes along. She's a different pitcher this year than than she's been in the past because she's added uh, an extra pitch that's going to help people not be able to just sit on the, the drop ball as her strikeout pitch. She's got other pitches that I will not uh, disclose (laughs) here that she will be able to use to be put away pitches for her. So uh, excited about that and and just her work ethic and the willingness to continue to evolve as a pitcher even uh, in year six uh, of her collegiate career. So uh, people are still going to have to um, know that she's going to be a formidable opponent in the circle this year.
0: I want to keep talking about game one from yesterday and we'll dive into game two as well. Uh, obviously, Kennedy was really, really good in the circle. Uh, you had some uh, big performances at the plate as well. One that stood out, Katie Jo Richardson, who uh, was in the lineup as your designated player, went three for four in game one with four RBI. She had uh, a two RBI single in the third that started the scoring for you and then a two RBI double uh, in the <coughs> fourth, drove in four of your six runs in that game. Uh She's won intentionally because she was obviously has been a part of your lineup last year at different points, but wasn't necessarily an everyday player. Comes out, starts opening day as your designated player, goes three for four, delivers four RBIs, and and uh, she had a great game in Game 2. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, do you see, a, a, a I guess, a potential for her to really be a, an impact bat for you in the middle of the order?
1: No, she's going to be plugged in for sure. And it goes back to last year. She's in the nursing program here at Bellhaven, so she really was never able to practice last year. And I think coming out of junior college, she was the Juco hitter of the year in the entire state of Alabama in the Juco league. So we knew she could hit, but she was just never able to get the reps last year to be the type of player that she knew she could be this year. She is always there and the nursing programs worked with her greatly to allow her to work her schedule around. She had four or five hits in the fall down in the uh, fall day at LSU in 20 innings. So, um, We knew that the performance that she put in the fall, she could transfer that to the spring. She was going to be in the lineup every day, and she's off to a blazing hot start for us so far.
0: There's also a little new faces in the lineup. Uh, Obviously, you – uh, lost your middle infield from last year in Macy Ziskin, City Runnels. We talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, we saw Sarah Stock still in there. We saw Carly Fudge, who's been around your program. Uh, she got to start at second base. And uh, uh, we saw some other players in there. Bell West in the lineup she got on base a couple of times. And uh, I'm interested to see your thoughts on some of the new players because this was their first, uh, first opportunity. Uh, with the Blazers and, and kind of their Bellhaven debuts uh, and we saw some really strong performances and we could kind of see where some of these players can plug right in uh, replace some of those players that left last year and be impact players uh, immediately.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Katie Joe was three for four yes, or yesterday in the first game and then she didn't even start in game two. That's a coaching problem. Um, <laughs> that's uh, I'll, I'll take the uh, blame for that, but w- like you said, we played a lot of people. We were trying to get a lot of people some opportunities yesterday to see where they fit defensively, Carly Fudge was a rock at second base, and then again at shortstop, I and mean, just did a great job defensively. Sarah Stockstill was really good at shortstop in Game One. Um, there's some people like Hillary Polero, who's a freshman, and Macy Funderburk. They're going to be able to jump in, and we feel really good about putting them in the game at any given time. So we've got a lot of added talent to our roster this year that's going to make us even better. Right now, with us, it's just trying to piece it together and figure out who that best nine grouping is going to be with a lot more uh, tough decisions behind that nine to figure out how to get them some at-bats and get them some time as well.
0: Absolutely. Let's jump ahead to game two. Uh, You kind of – You kind of shuffled your lineup a little bit. You mentioned Katie. Joe didn't start that second game. Uh, We had some new players in there. Taylor Heaton got the start in the circle, and she was really, really good. She started the game and then came in and closed out the last inning in a third or so for you. Uh, Five and two-thirds innings, four hits, one earned run. Uh, I know that you're kind of got to fill that void left by Gracie Bauckham, who graduated last year who was, uh, I guess, probably your number two starter. You've got to have somebody kind of slide into that position. You've got Taylor Heaton. You've got Natalie Parker as well as some new faces. Uh, But Taylor Heaton, a really strong performance to start the year. That's got to bode well for her.
1: Yeah, confidence-wise, it uh, is great for Taylor. Um, She gets down on herself easily. Even if she's throwing well, she'll have one bad batter, and, and you can see it all over her face sometimes. She's made that correction to where she doesn't let it affect her like it used to. And I think that's going to make her really good this year. She's added a drop ball this year that uh, has been really good. She throws the change up for a strike a lot. And her best pitches are screwball, but she, she can throw the curve with the best of them. So she's got a good four-pitch four mix. That's going to make her really tough. And you mentioned Natalie Parker, who threw well. Belle West hasn't thrown yet, and she was a JUCO uh, National Championship game winner last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her this weekend as well as Macy Funderburg.
0: Yeah, obviously you've got a lot of arms and Bell West and Macy Funderburg. I know that we talked about last week will be uh, part of that equation. Uh, the game – second game was interesting. The first inning you score four runs. You really took advantage of defensive miscues. You scored four runs. There was three errors in that inning on Centenary. Uh, I know that that's part of uh, – that's part of what it takes to win is sometimes it's not – hitting you know, hitting a double in the gap and then the next person hits a home run. Sometimes it's taking what the, the opposition gives you and capitalizing on their mistakes and we saw that. We saw some smart base running, heads up base running uh, and putting the ball in play uh, and then you go on later in the game and, and in the second inning you have Mary Moore Meyer who gets to start in right field. She hits a solo home run. Uh, I know Natalie Parker had a double in that inning as well. Uh, you've got some bats too that we saw in game two that we didn't see in game one that delivered in big spots. That offense feels like it should be able to pick up where it left off after last year, despite losing, you know, a couple of your leading hitters?
1: Yeah, I think we've had some big additions that, like you mentioned, uh, Katie Joe being the, the glaring addition right now. But offensively, one through nine, we're better than we were a year ago. We're already better. And I think that that's going to help us moving throughout the year. That was a big swing by Mary Moore. Uh, again, confidence is, is all it takes sometimes, and that should give her a big boost when she does get more at bats throughout the course of the year and, and she will because she's a really good defensive outfielder so we got to find ways to uh, get her in there but um, all in all good day yesterday both from our returners and uh, from our new faces as well
0: when we saw you be really aggressive on the base pads and that's kind of what I want to, want to wrap up talking about from yesterday's game uh, you stole I believe it was uh, nine bases between the two games yesterday moved up on a couple of wild pitches and Uh, pass balls as well is that a theme for that y'all want to kind of attack this year be aggressive we know you've got a lot of speed maddie miller at the top of your order is really quick jordan knipe your right fielder is incredibly fast and mary baldwin one of the new players is is very quick as well but we saw you running a lot not just with your traditional speed threats but really with everybody is aggression kind of your mo on offense this year
1: yeah you know we want to be aggressive we want to read balls down even if the catcher fills them cleanly and, and it's down in the dirt we feel like that we've got to read that and try to advance. And we've got to be aggressive. We've got a lot more speed than we've had in the past. Um, Macy West, who was supposed to be our shortstop this year, she's out hurt, uh, probably going to miss the whole season. She stole almost 50 bases a year ago in junior college. So I hate not having her, but her sister Mary is going to be that type of threat. Maybe more off the bench. Um, We'll see how that plays out. But it's important to have that kind of – base-stealing threat to come in at any given time. And we've got a lot of people like that. So, yes, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to run a lot. And we're going to make people throw us out. And we're going to get thrown out some. But more times than not, I think we're going to swipe that bag and we're going to put ourselves in scoring position early in the inning.
0: I want to take a quick look ahead to this weekend. You, you're back at home. You host Shriner. Uh, this is your last home couple of games for, for quite a little while. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Shriner and, and what have you seen from them? Obviously, it's still very early in the year, um, but what can, what can we expect from Shriner this weekend?
1: They've got a lot of new faces. I don't think they have but about four people that are on their stat sheet this year that got any uh, stats logged last year at all. So it's really hard to tell. It's hard to chart. People like that. Uh, we don't have film on them. Um, but, you know, going into that game, we're just more worried about us. Yeah. This part of the season than we're worried about anybody else. And if we do what we're capable of doing and we play the way that we're capable, then we can play with anybody in the country. It's uh, when we start making mistakes and things start snowballing, we've got to control that. And so far in the first two games, that hasn't happened. So maybe more of the same coming up this, this weekend.
0: And then the last thing to wrap up, I'm interested to hear your thoughts as a coach. Uh, you've got a, kind of an interesting schedule build this year. You've got these two home series this week, and then you're on the road really for the next month and a half. You, you go to Illinois to p- compete in the Fontbonne Tour uh, later this uh, this month, and then you're at the NC- NFCA Division Three Classic uh, in uh, the start of March where you're taking on five top 25 teams. Then you go from there to Orlando to compete in the spring games. You're not back home until uh, March 26th uh, against uh, Birmingham, Southern, you do take on Millsaps at Millsaps, so you're back in Jackson, but you're not playing at McLeod Field basically until the end of March. As a coach, how do you? Uh, I guess, how do you prep for that? And how is it? Is it at home we want to just get as many people on the field in these first couple of games as possible so that we go on these into these tournaments and we're on the road and we know we're going to need a lot of depth, and that everybody's ready to go? And, and then, the, you know, traveling. I'm interested traveling that much and not being able to play back home. How does that affect, I guess, coaching and, and your practice schedule and everything like that?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It um, Early on, we want to see – who we can give opportunity to as often as possible in these first four games, especially before we go to Illinois. We're going to be playing in like three different seasons of weather (laughs) uh, over those three weeks. We go to Illinois, supposed to be in the upper 40s. Then we go to Georgia, it's probably going to be in the 60s when we're playing there, 60s, low 70s maybe. And then we go to Florida, it's going to feel like summertime. So um, we're going to go from one extreme to the other, but it is a brutal schedule. We set it up that way on purpose, knowing that we wanted to be challenged. We wanted to have a a big strength of schedule when at the end of the year you look at the committee has to factor in those things and they look at your strength of schedule. You want to win some of those games, obviously, but if you lose a few of them, then you've played a tough schedule and they understand that and they reward you for that. So um, we're looking forward to the grind of being on the road. We did it last year, so we're used to traveling a lot, the people who are returning and we played a lot of road games last year. So I think everybody's looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time for the team to bond together and, and create that uh, added team chemistry by being together for so long on the road. And I think it will make us stronger in the end.
0: Absolutely. The Blazers will be back at home on Saturday hosting Shriner University. Last chance to catch the Blazers at McLeod Field for a little while. They won't be back home until late March, so make sure to show up for that game. You can also catch them on the Blazers Sports Network. Coach, congrats on the wins yesterday. Looking forward to seeing a lot more wins uh, as the weeks roll on. Thank you. Go green. We'll be back in just a minute to talk to head baseball coach Andrew Gibson about their start to the season, what they've got on tap this weekend. All that and more coming up on the Bellhaven Diamond Talk Radio Show.